Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversation with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Redestein Pinza AT. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, and suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive. You can go to TireRack.com slash Dan. That's TireRack.com slash Dan. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Hour two on this Meet Friday. We'll check in with Laura Rutledge from the Mothership. She's doing hosting duties there. You have the Jaguars and the Broncos in London coming up this weekend. That'll be on ESPN+. Plus. She gets to sit down with Russell Wilson. And I'm not sure if that's today or not. But uh, what questions or uh, what question do you want to ask Russell Wilson? 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle dpshow. Ravens have won back-to-back games for the first time this season. Bucks have lost three in a row. The uh, Bengals will not be uh, having Jamar Chase it for at least another month. Tonight it'll be World Series Game 1. College football weekend. Ohio State at Penn State. Notre... <clears throat> Notre Dame is an underdog at Syracuse, Florida at Georgia, Oklahoma State, Kansas State, Kentucky at Tennessee, and Ole Miss and A&M. There's potential for a surprise or two here. I'm not sure if Notre Dame losing to Syracuse is a surprise. I don't know. The Qs is favored by... I got uh, Syracuse two and a half. Okay. Florida, Georgia. Go ahead, Todd. I was curious what the Florida-Georgia line might be. Okay. All right. All right. He's been sitting on that one all morning long. That's never been used before. You don't think so? No. That's great. I'm glad I came up with that. Florida-Georgia line. 
Thank you. What is that song? Turn the radio down. Turn the window down. The radio up. They got some kind of. They got some kind of song. Yeah, probably roll the window down. Yeah, Yeah, I don't think you turn a. Yeah, you probably roll it. Yes, it's called cruise, Fritzy. Know know your Florida Georgia line. Oh, okay. Good pull by you. Nice bloop. Yeah, I like that. By the way, it's a meat Friday. In case you're wondering what's on the uh, Traeger grill, the uh, sloppy Joes. And the chicken nachos. Who has it better than we do? Nobody. No, no, no one. Nobody does. No one, does. no one. Although those are two of the lamest pumpkins ever carved. It was uh, Weeks, our cameraman, and Tyler out in the kitchen area. Those are those are sad, sad pumpkins. Did you guys see them? I just appreciated that they were actually carved. Uh, oh, all right. Yeah, I probably would have just... Uh, Kept them clean, not done anything. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, they don't look very... If you're watching on Peacock, those are kind of sad pumpkins. Those are sad. On the way out, I asked Weeks, the cameraman, for a statement. He said, they're great. It'll all make sense later. I don't know if there's something more to it. Mm. Yeah, those aren't, those aren't good pumpkins. The second one's funny. It's sad. But in a funny way, I guess. All right, it's a meat Friday. Uh, your phone calls are always welcome. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address, dpitdampatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. Troy Aikman, uh, next hour. It is a Fritzy Friday, and our Friday Fritzy. He is fired up today, but uh, that was first hour. How you feeling second hour? Your Astros in action tonight, and nobody loves the Astros quite like you. That's do. true. Yeah. I'm feeling good. Thank you, Todd. The uh, hour two poll question, Seton. <laughs> 23-year wedding anniversary Sunday. I'm in good spirits. I'm just I know, but I didn't ask. I, I didn't, didn't ask. I didn't ask. Who cares? It's not like a big, it's like a silver or gold year. It's 23. Are you getting your wife anything? Yeah, for I got you? something worked out. What do you mean? I know we're going to go out for a nice dinner. There'll probably be flowers and a card involved. And she told me not to get her anything, but we all know what that means. Yeah, you have to get something. Yeah. You don't have to get something. You want to get something. Um, yeah. You have to get something. I really should. <laughs> you do. It's been a long stretch for her. Here's a question. Will Fritzy get something for his anniversary? Mm-hmm. That is a much bigger question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not one I'm cared to indulge. <laughs> What's the poll question for hour two, seat? We're going with Paul's smoking hot pole. Whoa. <laughs> Everyone wants it. Great Which, segue. Interesting enough, hour one's poll question, who yeah. would take the mulligan? 69% have Tom Brady. Followed Russell Wilson, only 31%. Mm. Here is Tom Brady after the loss last night. I think we struggled pretty much at everything, you know. We just struggled in the red area, struggled in third down, struggled in the run game, uh, two-point plays, um, short yardage, backed up, start first quarter, start of the third quarter, not very good offensive football. Anything go well? Did they do anything right? I got to put a lot of blame on the defense, too, because – you know, the Ravens carved them up. Defense, you know, that they're supposed to be good. Yes. Yeah, what percentage of this do you put on execution versus play calling for the Buccaneers? They keep kind of they're they can't run the ball, but they're trying to go with that like dump off screen thing yeah. over and over again that yeah. does not work right now. Yeah. And that you could see that every week every week it hasn't worked. Yeah, I just wonder when you don't you know, Brady doesn't have the time to throw. Even when he did, he he wasn't on the mark. Mm. You just want, I mean, he doesn't look good. When you see him at these press conferences, I mean, his face, he looks really gaunt. 
And uh, maybe that's on purpose. I don't know. But he just, he doesn't look healthy. And that team, you lose three in a row. I mean, you still got hope because you're in that division. And you look at the schedule, you know, they're going to be five and seven at some point this year. And then you got Green Bay. Green Bay goes to Buffalo. Can they win? Sure, there's a chance. Didn't the line start out at like 10, 10 and a half? Has it gone to 11 and a half with the Bills? Yeah, Pauline. The Vikings, by the way, they had the Cardinals, Commanders, two winning, you know, two, two winnable games. Yeah. Then they're at the Bills, uh, 13th of November. Yeah. Ouch. Gets a little juicier for them. Uh, is uh, Buffalo favored by 11 and a half now? Oh, I want to play this. You know, I have the uh, gambling podcast with Bad Larry, Dylan, and Shea and Irving. We'll have that uh, for you coming up. And we'll play a little clip of uh, what we recorded. And uh, it's become a great podcast there with Dan Patrick Takes a Gamble, available at danpatrick.com. Laura Rutledge set to join us. ESPN Plus exclusive coverage of the Broncos and Jags Sunday morning. And they start at 9.30 a.m. Eastern from London. Steve Levy, Dan Orlovsky, Lewis Riddick, and Laura Rutledge on the call. And uh, you can subscribe to ESPN Plus. Go to ESPNplus.com or ESPN the app. Laura Rutledge, the host of NFL Live, joins us from London. Where are you right now? Uh, so I walked down the street from our hotel trying to find a very London-looking background. And mm. it turns out I'm in front of a convent. So <laughs> that made me laugh. <laughs> You know, I don't think I'll be joining you today, but never know. <laughs> um, you still get that feeling when you're there in London. There's all these jerseys from all these different teams. If you were going to describe the feeling that you have NFL-wise in London, like what's the vibe? They love it. They're so excited to have NFL games here. I think the fandom sometimes is underestimated from the international fan, but especially here in London – and I, I really have run into a lot of people who, you know, whether it's been me talking about this game being on ESPN Plus between the Broncos and Jaguars or just sometimes people watch NFL Live over here. So they've asked me about the show. I've been surprised at the interest, to be completely honest. And I think um, we are expecting a great turnout at Wembley on Sunday. I think they're going to be even more excited as the NFL continues to try to make sure its imprint is felt uh, internationally. Do you have access to Russell Wilson? Did, We're did, talking to him tomorrow. Okay. Yes. If I gave you one question, what are you asking? I think I want to ask him what's gone wrong in his mind uh, so far. Because so much of his quotes, and I think what sometimes has turned people off this year, you know, listen, you can you can be Russell Wilson the way that we know him to be if you're winning a lot. But I think people would like for him to acknowledge what's going on and where there's a a misconnect or a disconnect between him and the coaching staff. And, and, you know, listen, the way the NFL works, we know this. Quarterbacks and high-paid players don't necessarily take all the blame when it comes to moving on from them. It's too difficult to do. So it ends up being the coaching staff that shoulders a lot of that blame. But I would like to know, and I will ask him this question, you know, from his standpoint, why haven't they won more games? And and why has the offense looked so incredibly stagnant? And it's difficult, as you know, that he's always Mr. Positive. It's rare when he gives you a real answer. I think when he gave me a real answer uh, after the Super Bowl a couple of years ago, that led to, oh, my God, 
there's something really going on there. And everybody was surprised. Remember that. That's the frustrating part is you're trying to get a real answer. Like, how much does this hurt that Seattle's doing well? They gave up so much to get you. And, and you know, but then how much do you press him to go, you know, I want to get a real answer out of you. I think you try. And with him, I mean, as you know, I truly, I'm not just saying this because I'm on your show. I think that your answer from him about the his issues with the offensive line and the front office, that was one of the first times we actually heard him break stride from what we've known him to be for all this time. And so it, it's very rare that he does that. I, I don't know what you did that day. It must be because you're an excellent interviewer. But um, I, I think that you know people would love to see some of that wall broken down. And, and listen, there are plenty of people that love him the way that he is. Those aren't the loudest voices right now because – he has struggled and because this team has struggled, but it's fascinating. It's, it's, it's a bit of a outside of football, fascinating case study in a prominent figure who is struggling and fails to realize maybe the importance of being candid and a little bit more open with the public. But it feels like it's open season on him. What did, yeah, what did, I think it's a little too much. Seattle didn't want to keep him. It, it It's not... It, it almost feels like the public turned on him like, yeah, you wanted out of see, hey, you got what you wanted. But it feels like even the subway commercials. I mean, we're analyzing everything here, Laura. Yeah, I think it's overboard. I, I think, listen, he's not immune to criticism and shouldn't be, right? Because that's what happens, you know, to who much is given, much is expected and all the things. But I, I think it's a bit overboard. To me, the personal attacks are too much. Um, I just, I don't see the need for that. But I realize that what happens in this world is when you're really successful and when you've had, you know, to your point, you've had the opportunity to go get what you wanted. Seattle said, fine, we feel good about what we have. And in fact, it's funny. I was with them preseason and we actually felt like they were overzealous in their praise for the team that they had and for Geno Smith. And, and they didn't look great in preseason, but it's preseason, right? And so now seeing their offense click the way that it is and seeing them play so well, we're kind of like, okay, <laughs> you know, I think, I think we know why they felt good about moving on um, from Russ. And that's not even a slight at Russ. I think it's more that they felt good about who they had. So to me, you know, it, it does, it goes back to, I get it. You got to criticize the players on the field and that's part of our jobs. But I do think some people have gone too far in some of the personal attacks and, and I think that's affecting Russ too. I, I think he sees, more of that than you would expect him to see, and it affects him more. And I'll be interested to ask about that, too, when we meet with him ahead of this game. Talking to Laura Rutledge, she's joining us outside of a convent. That doesn't cleanse, <laughs> that doesn't cleanse any of your sins, just letting you know I'm you're just... I'm hoping to, you know, <laughs> you guys help me out here, like, <laughs> wash me clean. <laughs> that, that, that's not going to help you in the big picture, just letting you know. The Broncos jag Sunday morning, 9.30 a.m. Eastern on ESPN+. Steve Levy, Dan Orlovsky, Louis Riddick, Laura will be there on the call. And uh, you can go to ESPN+. If I gave Tom Brady or Russell Wilson a do-over. Yeah, I think they'd take it. <laughs> right? Both of them? Do you think Brady would take a do-over and just I stay retired? Yeah, don't you think he would and he would say, let me just go ahead and commit to TV. Let me, uh, you know, take the the personal side of it out of there. Let it. Let him just say, let me kind of step into this next chapter of life. And 
And listen, I mean, in his defense, coming into this season and when he thought he was coming back, you know, he immediately calls his center. He says, let me make sure you're back. He assembles a team that he thought was going to be a team that would have great success, especially in an NFC that you looked at preseason. You said, ah, who knows? Maybe yeah. it's the AFC that's got more of the talent and be more competitive. The NFC felt a little bit winnable, kind of still does, you know, outside of maybe the NFC East. Uh, but anyway, you know, and then those guys start dropping like flies and you, you expect more out of the run game. You think that Leonard Fournette's going to be more productive. You think you've got the, the O-line to protect him. And, and really, he had been so well protected there. And they'd had so much consistency on that o, consistency on that O-line that I think we kind of took for granted with this Buccaneers team. Um, and, you know, the thing that had shocked me is I thought Todd Bowles would have a better handle on being a head coach when it comes to the defense, too. I'm sure Brady thought that as well. He's looking at this defense saying, hey, you know, this defense has been what's carried them, right? And so uh, I would imagine, <laughs> knowing what he knows now, he would say, wait a second, let me not mess around in that. And I think we saw that last night. I mean, it, I, I don't blame him. He looks, he looks completely befuddled and simultaneously incredibly frustrated by what he's enduring right now. The story of the year in the NFL, not Tom Brady off the field, but... What is the number one story to you? I think the number one story to me is some of these veteran quarterbacks we thought would have great success going to different spots and not doing well. I mean, who had Matt Ryan being benched for Sam Ellinger? You know, things like that, that, that we all kind of looked around and said, wow, this movement in the offseason is crazy. And we're going to see, you know, so many of these teams that were so close, the Colts being a, a great example of that being contenders but without a quarterback they're just missing the quarterback so they finally got one so they're going to be right up there in the mix and then they bench matt ryan and uh you know everyone's talking about frank reich's job security and it, to me those are things that i didn't see coming so i i would say that and and you know in turn kind of the flip side of that story is some of these younger quarterbacks these quarterbacks that are able to be dual threaded. Jalen Hurts, for example, and certainly the athleticism that we see out of the Josh Allens and the Joe Burrows and obviously the Patrick Mahomes of the world, just these wild plays, but also the ability to handle these offenses so well. Uh, these younger quarterbacks are, are ushering in a new age. We've seen the beginnings of it, but I think this year might kind of put a stamp on that with who we see in the Super Bowl and who we see continue to have success. I'll leave you with this very important question. Thanksgiving dinner, you can only invite two. So Dan Orlovsky, Marcus Spears, and Mina Kimes. <laughs> but one doesn't get invited. Oh, man, that one's tough. I I'm going to leave out Dan, but it's not because I don't like Dan. Dan is like family to me, but he's so annoying with his food <laughs> and his lack of uh, taste. That I just I really appreciate food and I and I would probably be cooking Thanksgiving dinner for my friends and so I would be frustrated by having to make such bland food to satisfy his <laughs> remedial palate. <laughs> I'm gonna go tell him I'm about to see him. I'm gonna go tell him that that I left him out of Thanksgiving dinner. He won't be surprised. <laughs> Doesn't he put ice cubes in red wine? Oh yeah. Imagine you know. Listen, I'm not a pretentious person, but you sit there at dinner, you think, oh, we're ordering a nice bottle of wine. You, know, you, got, the, you got the group there. And all of a sudden, um, you know, he says, hey, excuse me to the waiter. Can I get a cup of ice? And he proceeds to then pour it into the wine. The police are coming. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Awful. 911 on that, <laughs> on that 
blasphemy toward wine. I, th- I, th- I think those are the bad take police. They're coming after you. For, exactly. For, for, um, exactly. Uh, have fun over there. Great to visit with you. Congrats on all your success. Thank you, Laura. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. It's Laura Rutledge from the Mothership. ESPN Plus will have the game. The good news for the Broncos is if they don't play well, it'll be at 930 in the morning, ESPN Plus. But if they play well, you're probably not going to see it either. But, it, you know, we, these standalone games, we always have, a, you know, a referendum on those. That's why last night you're talking about the Ravens and the, and the uh, uh, Buccaneers. Sunday night you're going to be talking about Packers and the Buffalo Bills. Monday night it'll be the Bengals without Jamar Chase against the Browns. That's how it plays out, these standalone games. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. All right, everybody. Game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces, like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the, I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I, I didn't mean? even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini-games, like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win, or Rent Frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER
the truly brilliant all-electric EQE SUV from Mercedes-Benz features some of the smartest tech ever to grace four wheels. With Dynamic Select, you can fine-tune hundreds of vehicle settings to precisely match your driving style. And available in off-road mode, transparent hood lets you see through the sheet metal to steer clear of bumps and potholes directly beneath you. How about that? A 360 array of cameras and sensors constantly alerting you for danger, while 64-color ambient lighting lets you fully customize the ambiance inside the spacious cabin. The EQE SUV is so smart, even the headlights are thinking. Optional digital light technology projects navigation markings and warnings on the road ahead as you drive. The vehicle's all-electric. The feeling is all Mercedes. Test drive the EQE SUV. Learn more at mbusa.com slash EQE-SUV. I was reading Chris Mannix's latest column, one of the uh, great writers with the NBA and uh, senior writer with Sports Illustrated. Mannix joins us on the program. Before I get to the NBA, white men can't jump. Good? Great? Eh. Oh, great. Yeah. And hopefully not to be remade uh, in some haphazard way over the next few years. I think it's being remade. Isn't Jack Harlow the uh, rapper? Who else is in that movie, Marv? Do you know? Efforting. Okay. Yeah, it's being... I, I, had, I, had, I had this feeling, though, Dan, when, when they remade Point Break years ago, which oh. wasn't actually terrible, the remake. It wasn't awful. It could have been a lot worse. It just didn't make any sense. I mean, if you had given me like the option of going to a theater to see Keanu Reeves, Gary Busey and the old point break or a new point break that I've never seen. I would have chosen the old point break in a theater. I feel the same way about a white man can't jump remake. All right. Marvin's working. Yes. Paul. Yeah. We have multiple confirmations. White man can't jump is in production. Blake Griffin's one of the producers. Uh-huh. Uh, the musician Jack Harlow is set to make his acting debut in it. And there's, that's about all the details right now. That's not, not going to go well. Wait, wait. Well, go who well. is who's going to be his counterpart in White Men Can't Jump? It says a gentleman by the name of Sinqua Walls. Oh, all right. Well, maybe he's got more game than Wesley Snipes did. All right, Mannix. <laughs> um, the Lakers situation, I know that you said you got to make this move right now. but and, and, and if you're the Pacers, if you make this move, they're in the Victor Wambayama sweepstakes, so they'd like to unload whatever talent they have. Why hasn't this deal been done? Because it's a steep price for the Lakers to pay for two players that may not guarantee them anything more than a playoff appearance. Um, you know, the teams that are talking to the Lakers, they want at least one or both of those 2027 or 2029 draft picks. And they want them unprotected uh, because the expectation is the Lakers who, look, even though they won the championship in 2020, in the last, I think, nine years, they've only, what, been to the playoffs two or three times. Yeah. So there's a pretty good chance that when we get to 2027 or 2029, that team is a mess. But the Lakers, you know, they made their deal, Dan, when they extended LeBron James. They committed to doing whatever it took to win a championship over the next two or three years. So while I agree that Miles Turner and Buddy Heald doesn't guarantee anything, it at the very least makes you better right now. 
it at the very least gets you into the playoffs. And once you're in the playoffs, maybe you can lean on LeBron to do something special. But you ask what the holdup is. It's the steep price the Pacers are have been asking uh, in the past the Lakers to pay. Yeah, but I, I, I start to wonder if the Lakers front office is saying, hey, LeBron, you got yourself into this. You get yourself out of this. We don't want to mortgage our future when you're not going to be here. It, do you think there's any validity to that? Well, there was validity to that before LeBron signed the extension, right? Like, if LeBron had not signed that extension, we wouldn't be having this conversation. The Lakers would be completely justified in not mortgaging the future for a guy that may only be there for the remainder of the season. But LeBron extended for two more years. He's going to be a Laker. God knows how long his career is going to last, but at least through the these remaining quality years of his career. So the Lakers... When LeBron did that, look, this isn't conjecture. Rob Palenka came out and said last month, we're going to do whatever it takes, including those picks, to make the Lakers better. Well, the deal that's available right now, the best deal available, involves Indiana and involves Miles Turner and Buddy Heald. And it feels like, Dan, that this is going to get done eventually. Like, I keep hearing the Lakers, they're going to wait till Thanksgiving before opening up things for Russell Westbrook. That's like... I don't even know what the comparison is. It's like a wait till Thanksgiving before I decide which swimsuit model I'm going to go out with. Like it, it, it the, the market's open for Russell Westbrook right now. It, it, he's available right now. There just is no team out there other than maybe Indiana or perhaps Utah who would offer up a Mike Conley centered package, maybe Jordan Clarkson uh, to get a deal done. So the Lakers, they've got to do it or else this season, it, it very easily could unravel quickly. And then, meanwhile, you have the Clippers, who nobody talks about. Now, I know that they're up there with uh, being one of the co-favorites, or you know, one of the three favorites right now. But uh, what do you what do you see with the Clippers so far? You know, I'm going to reserve judgment on the Clippers until around Christmas time because you know, I, I don't like the Kawhi sitting out games this early because of the knee is problematic. He's 15 months removed from surgery, like that's well past the normal time it takes for players to recover from a procedure like that. There's a chance, and I've talked to people within the Clippers, that they're just being overly cautious, abundantly cautious with Kawhi over these first couple of months as he re-ramps up. But I think around Christmas time, we'll know what we have with the Clippers. Not just if Kawhi is able to play 75 80% of the games and still be the old Kawhi Leonard, but also – is their point guard position championship level with Reggie Jackson and John Wall? Some of the depth they have on that roster. We, I just need more information about the Clippers before I can judge if they are the, the finals contender we believe they're going to be. I know it's a small sample size. The Nets are off to their worst start since 2015. They won 21 games that year. They fired Lionel Hollins as the head coach. I'm watching. I mean, Kyrie had some unbelievable plays last night. Crazy, crazy, unbelievable plays. But it still comes back to Ben Simmons. It's you, you, you can't watch the Nets without just watching Ben Simmons, what he does and what he doesn't do. And I'm wondering, at what point is this – can you make him a starter? Can you bring him off the bench? And it, like, give me the – I guess he's a liability here, Chris. I guess there's no other way to put it. He's not a asset right now, that's for sure. Uh, watching that game last night, he had a couple of good moments. Uh, 
you know, he defended well at times on Luka Doncic. Um, he finished a couple of shots around the rim. But then you can see it in his eyes. He's not comfortable in a position where he's going to have to shoot. Like, you can see it. Like, when the camera pans to him, he has that kind of deer-in-the-headlights look when it's it's an opportunity for him to either take a shot or collect a ball near the rim, whether it's he's afraid he's going to miss. He had that air ball layup, which was not good. Or if he's afraid to go to the free throw line where he's still not comfortable uh, shooting free throws. I, I don't think the Nets have much of a choice but to keep rolling him out there 30, 35 minutes per game and showing confidence in him. Because that's what, what, what this is all about. The skills in Ben Simmons are still there. All the things that made him great in Philadelphia are still there. His confidence right now, though, looks like it's just a wreck. Mm-hmm. So if you're the Nets, the only way to rebuild that confidence is to play him and, and, and to keep pushing him out there and see if time resolves some of the mental issues he's been dealing with. Talking to Chris Mannix, the uh, Sports Illustrated senior writer. This Clay Thompson situation, I don't know if it's a big deal, little deal, no deal, but minutes are reduced. He's struggling. He's not the player he once was. I don't know if he ever will be, but, you know, what happened with Devin Booker? Uh, what do you make of that? Is that just a one-off that, hey, bad night, and, uh, you know, he'll, he'll be okay down the road? You know, we'll see. It was certainly the level of frustration we haven't seen from Clay Thompson in the past. Um, when I talked to scouts about Clay before the season, um, I, I talked to people that watched or were involved with in the Dallas series. And, and the one thing that kept coming back consistently was look, Clay's still making shots. Like you leave him open, he's going to beat you every single time. But he's not as quick off the dribble as he was before the injuries, he's not the defender he was before the injuries and we're now a good distance away from his return to basketball and he's still not that guy now will that come back over time I don't know but Clay Thompson right now in his 30s it's unlikely he's ever going to get back to being the player that he once was and I guess it all depends on how Clay deals with that like is he willing to accept some limitations in his game because those limitations are there right now. It doesn't mean he still can't be a a top player. He helped that team win a championship. They didn't win a championship without him last season. But I I don't believe we'll ever see the Klay Thompson we saw before the two injuries because his body, you know, at least the people that watch him tell me his body just isn't letting him do the things he was used to doing. How are my Cavaliers doing? Well, when Ricky Rubio comes back, they'll take off. But right now, they're they're playing. They're, they're great, Dan. Like they look, they're three and one, right? With Garland still dealing with the eye injury, the Mitchell trade looks like it works. They're still trying to figure out who goes in that Lowry marketing old spot. Whether it's Isaac Okoro, Dean Wade, they're throwing a bunch of guys in there. But the Mitchell deal worked exactly as they wanted to work. They needed another playmaker. They needed a perimeter scorer, and that's exactly what Donovan's been. He's averaging almost 30 points a game, and he's playing defense at a level we didn't see last year uh, in Utah. I mean, I, I still I can't buy the Cavs as a contender this year because there's too many young pieces there. Like, I, I don't know what Evan Mobley's going to do in the playoffs. Mitchell has had playoff success, but not at the, at the highest level. Garland, same thing. Don't know what he's going to do in the playoffs. But it, of all the young teams in the league that are kind of on the brink, That's the team I'd want to be the most because they've got enormous upside over the next couple of years. And if Mitchell 
is happy there and wants to stay around and wants to extend his contract, that's a team that, that can be a contender for multiple championships down the line. We're going to have that moment this year, it feels like, with uh, Victor Wambayama and these teams that, you know, managerial tanking, I guess. Uh, we're going to see this maybe with the Pacers. Maybe we see it with them. I thought Utah was trying to do that. But uh, how do you discourage tanking if you're the commissioner? I mean, you. what was that? What did the owner in major league do? You trade away all your good players. Like that's that's kind of what you do. Um, I, look, I, I don't. I'm sure Danny Ainge isn't sitting in his office in Salt Lake City, thinking he's going to be a buyer now that the Jazz started three and one. Like the like, the 19 win Sixers started three and zero on their season. Like the things regress to the mean, and some of the things the Jazz are doing are probably not sustainable at the moment. But you are going to see these teams that believe they have a chance to finish in that bottom three trade away guys, or in, in the case of guys, they want bench them for the rest of the season. The NBA hates it, but there's nothing that they're going to do about it. The, the question, it's not new, right? I mean, Oklahoma city sat Al Horford the second half of the season, a couple of years ago, they've sat Jake Gildas Alexander seemingly every season that he's been there. The question is not, will teams do it? It's how early our team's going to do it. Will we see a team or teams with the audacity to shut down players before the all-star break because they want to stumble and lose enough games to get in that bottom three. That, that's what I'm most interested in seeing. You're going to see some guys traded away and you're going to see some guys shut down at levels that you've probably never seen before because not to make this about Victor, but he is outside of LeBron and maybe even more than LeBron, the best prospect we've ever seen. He is transformational. More and than LeBron. Maybe, maybe because LeBron coming into the pros was physically remarkable, right? Like you never saw a high school player that looked like that, but he had some flaws in his game, right? He wasn't a perimeter shooter at that point, And he had a ways to go to become a complete scorer. When Miyama's out there, you know, shooting a good percentage from three, seven to four, he's, he does everything, a little bit of everything right now at a really high level. And if you're a team like Indiana, Utah, Oklahoma City, San Antonio, a place that doesn't have a prayer of landing a player the caliber of Victor Wembayama in free, in free agency, you will stomach three months of bad basketball and public <laughs> criticism for the opportunity to get your hand on him. Have a great weekend, Chris. Thanks for joining us. You got it, Dan. That's Chris Mannix, great NBA writer for Sports Illustrated senior writer. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, this is Jason McIntyre. Join me every weekday morning on my podcast, Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. This isn't your typical sports pod pushing the same tired narratives down your throat every day. Straight Fire gives you honest opinions on all the biggest sports headlines, accurate stats to help you win big at the sports book, and all the best guests. Do yourself a favor and listen to Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. 
and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too? It's funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find. That's not just a household item. Wow, you know I mean? even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you can also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you like where Mercedes-Benz has been, you're going to like where they're going. With a full range of EVs now available at your local dealer, Mercedes-Benz is turning electric completely on its head. Experience the all-electric EQB, a versatile luxury SUV that can seat as many as seven. The brilliantly advanced and superbly equipped EQE SUV, positively alive with groundbreaking technology. The inspired EQE, the electric sedan with energizing comfort features that recharge you. The boundlessly capable EQS SUV, a vehicle that takes luxury and innovation to places they've never been before. And of course, the magnificent EQS, the flagship of all EVs, delivering the Mercedes electric experience on a truly epic scale. The vehicles are all electric. The feeling is all Mercedes. Learn more at your local dealer or mbusa.com slash EQ. Troy Aikman, the uh, accomplished broadcaster, the notes say, and co-founder of uh, 8 Elite Logger. We had that at the Super Bowl. And I think I was one of the first to point out, I said, there's an 8 there with the logo. You have to look at it closely there. But uh, the 8 can challenge to raise money for a uh, great cause. We'll talk to uh, Troy about that coming up. Right before I walked over and turned on my microphone, Troy, Paulie, my producer, goes, 
do you know Troy Aikman's middle name? I go, I, I don't. And I said, is Troy actually his real first name? So we're going to play a game before we get to you. Who thinks Troy is Troy's real first name? Oh, everybody on that side. All right, I'm going to say no, it's not. What about his middle name, Todd? Troy Benjamin Aikman. Benjamin. All right, Seton? I'm going to say Troy Anthony. Troy Anthony. All right. Marvin? I'm going to say Aloysius. Aloysius. Okay, Paulie? I'm going to go with Troy James Aikman. Strong sounding. Uh, I'll go Thomas as his middle name. All right, Paulie, here we go. The big unveiling. Well, before I give it to you, Troy, no offense. If you went by your middle name, I don't think you would have made the Hall of Fame. Troy sounds like a Hall of Famer. (laughs) It's Troy Kenneth Aikman. If you were Kenny Aikman, Kenneth Aikman, I'm not. I'm not afraid of you. I'm not afraid of the Cowboys. Well, you should be because my dad's a, my my dad's a Kenny Aikman, and, and he strikes fear in a lot of people. So. <laughs> but but Kenneth, that doesn't scare me as much. Yeah, it's it's it sounds a little soft. I mean, uh, Troy Troy's a. A more masculine name for sure. Of course it is. Yes. Yeah, it's a quarterback's name. All right. Um, Tell me what's wrong with the Buccaneers from a quarterbacking perspective as you watched the game last night. Oh, I there's a lot. I mean, there's just a lot going on, Dan, with them. Uh, You know, I think they definitely miss Gronkowski. I think you start losing some players that that were a part of it. And then the offensive line, of course, has had – had some guys that have left some injuries that have affected them, uh, the inability to run the football. Um, there's just, there's a lot to it. And there's a lot going on with Tom as well, uh, as we know. And then with the staff, it's just, you got to pull it together every year and it's not easy to do. And I think a lot of times we take a lot of it for granted when you see the quarterbacks, like we see in green Bay with Aaron, of course, and then Tom and Tampa, but uh, it doesn't always come together the way that you like, and there's been so much to overcome this year, and it's just been a struggle. Which team would be easier to fix offensively for you, the Broncos, the Packers, or the Buccaneers? Uh, I think the Packers uh, probably would would be my guess. I mean, just just looking at it. I think, uh, you know, I've seen Denver now uh, a couple times, and and they've – gone through their growing pains for sure. But I, I would say right now, from what I see, I would say Green Bay. But but even them, I'm I'm not certain. You know, they've got their hands full, of course, this week. And, I, you know, I'm not certain that that when it's all said and done that any of them are, are going to be where we expected them to be. When do you, do you know that it's over for you? Like when, when you start to go, I'm I'm not making the throws. I, I'm like, I'm, I'm just yeah. not who I was. Uh, I, I think it varies. For instance, with Tom, I mean, I, Dan, I, I was 34 when I retired. So, I mean, I, I knew 11 years before Tom Brady did. I mean, let's just, <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know, for me, I think what happened and I, and it's probably true of a lot of guys, you know, my, my legs started to go is what I felt. And of course, a lot of people think I retired because of head injury. That's not, that's not true, but I, I do marvel that a lot of people say, yeah, he really he still has the arm strength. And I and I think that, you know, Breeze was a bit of the exception that he, but he had some arm issues. But for the most part, like I bet Brett Favre could go out right now and have the arm strength to do all the things that's required to go play the game. And and so I think that's usually 
the last thing to go. But you you know, whether it's physical or even mental, I think getting up to play at that level, the great ones, uh, the Tom Brady's and the Drew Breeses and Aaron Rodgers and those guys, and even the guys of my generation, Elway, Marino, Kelly, all them, uh, you know, mentally, I think that's what gets lost in being a great quarterback is, yeah, you got to be able to get out there and play physically, but it's being able to rise to the level mentally that allows you to play at the level that these guys are able to play at each week. How tough is it to go out and play a game when something in your personal life is affecting you? Man, I can't speak to that because I, I really, well, I guess I can. Uh, my mom was going through breast cancer back in 97 and, and was, uh, I was dealing with a lot with regards to that. So uh, it takes a toll. Now, when it goes beyond extended family, now you're talking about right in your own home. Um, I, I can't imagine because I didn't even get married until going into my last season of playing. Uh, so that was that was that was a honeymoon as far as my personal <laughs> life goes. But uh, I, I can only imagine uh, the challenge. And, and when you combine that, when you combine when you're having the things you're trying to deal with in your personal life and you don't really have the time to spend on it because you're an NFL quarterback uh, and you combine that with the struggles that they've had on the field. I, I would imagine this has been the hardest year in Tom's life. But did you delay marriage strategically, consciously? Uh, no, no, I didn't. But I will tell you that in hindsight, uh, it was it was good because I didn't have kids until after I'd retired. So I wasn't getting pulled with family life, uh, and I didn't have to try to strike a balance with all that. I was, but it, but it was not a, a conscious decision on my part. And how old are your daughters now? Uh, Twenty and twenty-one. When did they know that Dad was famous? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I, you know, kids don't really understand. I think when the first time someone came up and wanted an autograph or a picture, probably when they were four, they couldn't quite figure out, you know, what, why the stranger was stopping us and, and doing that. I think that's when they began to think, you know, hey, but it probably wasn't until they were seven before they really realized what my background was. Do kids come over and want to toss football? Uh. No, they don't come to the house, you know, but speaking of, it's funny, Dan, that how, here we are at Halloween, and I remember when I was playing, and I, of course, was single, and I got home from practice, and I had totally forgotten about <laughs> Halloween. I mean, I totally forgot about it, and kids are coming to the door, and I didn't have any candy, and I didn't know what to do, and so I had a bunch of football cards, so I started signing football cards and handing them out to the kids as they came to the door, and the next year... And I didn't know if these kids were going to be happy or not. I mean, you know, so, I, you know, kids want candy. But the next year I got candy. I was ahead of it. I was smart. And the kids, then now I got twice as many kids. And they were totally upset that they weren't getting football cards that year. <laughs> what was the best costume you ever went with on Halloween? Uh, I went as a vampire one year. My I talked about my father, Ken Aikman, that we were discussing earlier, and, yeah. and he he worked on the pipeline, and I put some grease in my hair for to be to be a vampire <laughs> and, and grease it back, and it took me a week. I finally had to use his industrial strength hand soap <laughs> in order to get this grease. I, I don't know what grease I used, but it wasn't made for hair. I'll say that. Probably some lube you lube up ball bearings or something. I don't know. Um. Uh... 
What did you see from the Bears that might lead you to believe that they can challenge the Cowboys coming up this weekend? I, I will tell you, Dan, that last week's game, I, you always go in. I don't have predictions going into games, but you go into a game broadcast and you have thoughts on how you think it'll play out. I, I've never been more wrong. I, I really did not think the Bears had a chance in that game going in against New England on the road and a primetime game, and you got – Bill Belichick with a chance to take sole possession of second place on the win list and all that. But they look good. They look like a team that had had 11 days to prepare. And I thought Justin Fields looked improved from what I had seen. Um, I, I do like – I like Matt Eberflus a lot. I mean, I think that this team is going to be coached and they're going to be prepared. They don't, they don't have the penalties, which you would expect. They're going to continue to get better. Um, if they can do what they did last week, and that is Justin Fields, of course, was a big part of that in their run game, not turn the ball over. Uh, I think defensively they'll – I think de defensively they could do some things against Dallas to present some problems, but this Dallas defense is is really, really good. So they're going to be a challenge for, for Justin Fields and the entire group. Well, you were saying this on the broadcast. These young quarterbacks always think they can make a play, especially if you have athleticism. You're always thinking, how do I extend this? And I remember Steve Young saying to me, I had to shut down that part of my brain that said, just take off and run. Yeah. Go through your progressions. But yeah. easier said than done when you're sitting there in the pocket and you got guys who weigh 300 pounds coming in to take your head off. Yeah, and, and, and they've had some issues up front with the offensive line, there's no doubt. But if you're a quarterback that has that ability, what happens is, is at a very early age of your career, you realize that, hey, if it's not there, if that first read's not there, I'm able to go run and make some positive yards. And, and usually a lot of you the, you, the younger you are, the more yards you're making. And then as you get older, the talent, of course, gets a little bit tougher around you. Steve was one of those guys who ran, like you mentioned, but then he got to be where he was a really great pocket passer. And ultimately, everyone wants the, the guy who can create plays with their legs when things break down. But more times than not, you've got to be able to sit in the pocket and deliver the football. And the more you get through your progression. So I think what happens is for a young quarterback, even for me, for instance, and I wasn't necessarily a runner, but I could run when I was young. I ran a lot as in my first and second year. Some of that was because we didn't have a really good offensive line. It was coming together. But but a lot of that, more of that was because I, I wasn't seeing things the way that I should, didn't know the offense as well as I should, didn't get through my progressions the way that I should. And then as you start to get better as a quarterback, the ball starts coming out quicker and you're not relying then on your legs as much. And hopefully – for a guy like Justin Fields, you, you you only then are running when you really absolutely have to. Who would be better in today's NFL, you or Michael Irvin? Oh, I would be head and shoulders better. I mean, <laughs> and, 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 and Dan, I'd get to throw the ball for crying out loud. I mean, I, I think, I mean, I think we, you know, I think we would. How frustrating was that, though, that you're winning, but you're leading with Emmett? But we're what? You're winning, but you know that Emmett's going to get the ball 25 times. And I, I didn't mind that. I, Dan, I can honestly say I, I never, never had an issue with it. But so in today's game, if, if I threw the ball and we on that drive, let's say we had 10 plays and we threw the ball nine times and we went down to the one yard line 
throwing the ball nine consecutive times. And then on the 10th play, we turned and we handed it to Emmett Smith for a touchdown. We leave the game, and if that happened on every series, I, this, is a, this is an exaggeration, but if that happened on every series, then we'd come out of the game and people would say, man, Troy didn't play very well. He didn't throw a touchdown pass. And so for me, I don't look at touchdown passes. I don't look at touchdown runs. I mean, if a team's scoring points, then the quarterback's doing his job. It doesn't matter to me if he's if he's the guy throwing the touchdowns, but we're in a fantasy world, yeah. and we were to a lesser extent back when I played. But I think we put way too much stock in numbers, and and that just never excited me. I mean, the only numbers that mattered to me was winning, and uh, and I was proud of what we were able to do. But you never looked at what Marino was doing. It's like, well, if they gave me that opportunity, I could do that. Well, I, I, I admired what Dan did. I mean, he was a great player, and I, lo- I admired what Young did and Favre. And those guys played in offenses that – and Jim Kelly. Those guys played in offenses that was, that was very unique. And, and when, when I was playing, that you couldn't throw – you couldn't throw 30 touchdowns unless you were throwing the ball inside the 10-yard line, which, which we typically did not do. So I was never going to put up a lot of touchdown passes, but – when I looked around the league at the teams that were throwing the ball more, yeah, I guess there was a part of me that thought, man, that would be kind of fun to be playing in those systems. But it, I, I will say this, um, and it's not a, it's not a line. I, I had the most fun because winning Super Bowls, you can't even begin to imagine how good that feels. So that was all that mattered to me, and uh, and 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 I was able to do it a few times. Did you throw up on Super Bowl Sunday? No, no, I was actually more calm. I always had butterflies and was nervous, but uh, had a little anxiousness going into games. But surprisingly, I was at my calmest uh, hmm. before each one of those Super Bowl games. I'm not sure exactly why either. Uh, tell me what you're doing with uh, Eight Elite Lager. Yeah, we're doing an uh, Eight Can Challenge, and it's a chance for people to build a pyramid of, of eight beer and knock them down, get creative in your videos, and we're raising some money. We're going to donate $8 for every uh, video that is submitted, whether it's on Instagram, hashtag 8CanChallenge, or TikTok. And uh, we're giving uh, the money to uh, an organization called Back on My Feet, which helps empower the homeless community uh, in getting them, you know, uh, back on their feet and uh, being productive. So it's, uh, it's a twofold thing. It's a chance for us to expose eight beer to a lot of people who maybe haven't heard of the beer or tried it, and then at the same time raise some money for a community that desperately needs it. Set a new record for the fastest independent beer launch in Texas history. Yeah. Yeah, it's been fantastic. You talked about it when we came on the show uh, last year during the Super Bowl week, and yeah. uh, it's, it's exclusive to Texas, but it's been amazing. The response has been phenomenal, and we're pretty fired up. What's the coolest thing in your office? Or is that your office there? Yeah, this is my office. The coolest thing I have besides the pictures of my girls is this one-eyed minion. And, uh, <laughs> and that, that people ask me about that all the time because I, when I text people, the one-eyed minion comes up. But, you know, when my girls were young, uh, we saw all the movies, and my favorite was the minions, and it became kind of a thing with me and my girls. So the one-eyed and – and it's got to be the one-eyed minion. Uh, that's the one I'm partial to. So it's – it's symbolic of, of my relationship with my daughters. There's no Super Bowl rings around? No, no, no. I, uh, I've, got a, I've got the trophies up, 
But outside of that, I'm not sure if anyone walked in here, they would. Not, I think they would think I was an engineer or something. I, I don't think they would think that I ever played football. Wait, there's no framed jerseys? No. Nothing. I had a framed UCLA jersey down in my gym, but that that has since been replaced. But no, it's just never been one of those. You know, those those years, Dan, were fantastic, and I'm proud of them. And you know, we just got done talking about some of it. Uh, but you know, as proud as I am of it, I'm. I you know, I I don't want to keep looking back and reflecting back on a time in my life that was 25 years ago. It's just. Uh, it's just. I, I'd rather look forward, um, and and I I still believe my best years are ahead of me. Great to talk to you as always, and uh, perhaps we'll cross paths at the Super Bowl. Thanks again, Troy. It'd be awesome. Thanks, Dan. That's T. Roy Aikman, is Michael Irvin. That's Troy Kenneth Aikman. Yeah, Paul. I think I'm right though. Kenneth Aikman's not getting drafted by the Cowboys. Probably not. Kenny Aikman, maybe. Kenneth. Kenny Aikman out working on the pipeline though. Ooh. You don't mess with him. Yeah, I don't want to mess. Hey, who's that guy out there? That's uh, Kenny Aikman. You don't mess you with don't Kenny. You don't want to mess with him. No, no. No, you don't want that. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists, like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.